I don't keep a scoreboard. Hey, Mr. Yummy. Uh, welcome back to my show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mr. Yummy. It's so great to have you here on the uh, Mr. Early ETS Power Hour. Wow. <laughs> Just taking over. <laughs> I said welcome to my show. This is my show now. I mean, it was funny. It was a nice little joke you tried to make there. <laughs> Fuck, you know what? I'll take my shit and I'll leave. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna Ladies go. and gentlemen, we are on the Lost Ground Podcast. That's us. We're here. We, we missed you guys. I didn't. Okay, I didn't. You know, I was trying to be nice. I was trying to make it feel welcomed. It's like when you were a kid and you went back to a class you had been out of for a couple of weeks or you saw a kid that you used to play with at the playground and they're like, I missed you. And you're like, eh. <laughs> Meh. Feeling not neutral. <laughs> I'm still like that today. When I go to drill or some shit, be like, oh, I missed you. Hmm. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I think those people for me, like the people I don't talk to, like I'll get a text and they're like, hey, what's going on, Mr. E? How have you been? And then I'll not respond. And a couple weeks later, I'll run into them. And they're like, hey, I got sent you a text. I'm like, yeah, I, I got that. That actually, uh, I don't lie and say like, no, I didn't get your text. I just, yeah, I got it. <laughs> you remember Bobby? Yeah. 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 He, uh, he like texted me. I've, I don't know. This makes me a shitty person, but I don't care. Uh, he texted me and was like like a couple times and then i saw him and he's like hey man dude like i i tried texting you let's see what's going on i was like what like i didn't i didn't get the text he's like really i was like yeah and i like pulled my phone out and as i'm like pulling it up i'm trying to make sure he can't see the screen i literally like delete all the texts. i won't lie if i got the text and i just didn't uh, respond i will straight up i just that. felt bad for him he's a fucking He's a different breed. He is definitely a different breed. Yeah, not a good breed. Kind of inbreed. <laughs> probably more accurate. It's like when, you know, you're a kid in 4-H and you're really trying to raise a large goat or a large cow and it just ends up special and different than all the rest. <laughs> it's never, not as big. Wow. <laughs> Goes up to bid and no one buys it at the auction. They're like, <laughs> They're like yeah, yeah, let's start the bidding at 100. Okay, it's 70. <laughs> Can I get five dollars? Get five dollars. Can I give someone five dollars <laughs> to take this cow? <laughs> the cow's walking around cross-legged, cross-eyed, <laughs> keeps rolling over on its back and kicking its feet in the air. His tongue's just dribbling. Wow! <laughs> 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 Everyone's worried if they touch it that they're gonna get the same disease. It has. <laughs> this is where mad cow disease came from. That's where the coronavirus came from, Ooh, bro. <laughs> damn! Ah, shots fired. <laughs> No, like Cal is not Chinese. It's American. I'll take credit. <laughs> what what happens if we get like the rolling rock virus? The rolling rock virus? Yeah. Where you're just awesome all the time. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> uh, Mr. E and Mr. Y suddenly can't lose at any gambling. <laughs> Always wake up on time feeling well rested uh, and have no effects from hangovers. This disease is highly contagious, but you have to blow them. Yeah. It's the only so way no to other get men it. would ever get it. No, there'd be some men that would get it. Oh, from you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, what? No. <laughs> just just Channing Tatum. <laughs> just Channing mm, You can have it. That's your one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't have a one. You wouldn't be gay for any man? No. None? Mm-hmm. Zero men? I just, honestly, I can joke about it. Like, I'll j- make jokes, but in all honesty, no. I don't know if I'm joking. <laughs> I know. That's that's why I pointed it out. Like if, if Janet Tatum came right through that door, I'd be like, shit, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. But what if it was like he didn't want to blow you, he just wanted you to blow him. 
No, I wouldn't just blow him. Like I'd have to. But you'd be willing to have the reciprocation where you guys would each take a turn. I'm not consider it. Yeah, <laughs> I, part of me has to go inside of him. It can't just be one way. Oh wow. Well, I mean, I could just put myself inside of him. <laughs> it's getting way too real. <laughs> so tonight we are having a little bit of a variation from our regular scheduled programming. We're we're having vodka, vodka sodas. It's not really different that's kind of what we've been doing for the last few episodes i mean last time we had um i guess it was still a mixed drink but we had the bourbon with we had the old fashions and then we had straight hmm. bourbon for the second half yeah so it's not exactly a fancy vodka i just had never had it before and there wasn't a large choice at the store I stopped, it is so. svedka yeah and if you knew anything about vodka you know that it's not very good i didn't think it was great but okay. like my choices were tito's smirnoff didn't we already do tito's we did tito's that's we why did i didn't tito's. get tito's yeah. and definitely don't do smirnoff but yeah Rather punch myself in the dick. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of choice, so I went with Svedka just no. because I'd never bought a bottle. Or it's not bad. It's better than Sky. It's better. Oh, than they Smirnoff. did. They did have Sky there. Yeah, Sky's not good though. They have so many. Like, I think the first time I ever got hungover was uh, we were drinking dragon fruit Sky vodka. It was disgusting, and then also had Everclear. Oh God! The next morning was rough, especially since it was my first one, mm-hmm. first hangover. Oh. No bueno. I was at a bachelor party and this guy got like, it was like a $120 bottle of vodka. It was like real potato vodka. And he pro- he's like yeah. swore up and down that no one would get hangovers from it. And we drank a lot of that shit and I did not have a hangover. I woke up feeling great. Did anybody else have a hangover? Nope. No. We were on a houseboat and we like went to bed at like three in the morning. I woke up at six, like fresh air hit me because I was sleeping outside on the top patio area. Fresh air, I jumped right in the water. I felt great. Damn. Yeah. But did it taste good? It tasted great, man. We were shooting it straight. Hmm. It tasted amazing. It's amazing what good liquor will, what it's like. But the sad part is like it was that good. And if anyone else was like, hey, I have this, you know, real potato vodka, like that brand. Uh-huh. I can't remember off the top of my head. I remember what the bottle looked like. I would instantly take it, but I'm not going to go out and spend $120 on a bottle. Not regularly. No. I mean, we've, I mean, I've spent a hundred, $110 on a bottle of have uh, to get around to that for your bachelor party. Get some, yeah. I don't it. know if we can have your bachelor party be as awesome as that one. Houseboat for three days. We literally had you 600. better start saving, We had Mr. 600 individual cans of beer. We can for handle it. F- it was six dudes. Six, we had 100 beers apiece for three days. A bottle of that nice vodka and a couple other bottles. 100 beers. Per person for three days. Wow. Yeah. That's 33 beers a day plus vodka. I know. We still we had some left over when we got finished. We didn't actually kill it all, but that's oh. like when me and uh, my friend were planning it out for this guy, uh, we were like doing the math on the beer. <laughs> we went into, uh, it was Walmart, and we were getting the 30 packs, and we had like so many fucking 30 packs. Wow. We did not look good. <laughs> oh, that sounds... Amazing. It was it was awesome. Sounds like a really good, good time. time. Well, you better start saving. Yeah, I know. I got to figure out something now yeah. that I've told you what I did already. I had more money at that time. I was just back from Afghanistan. Better go deploy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Three more days to get that deployment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be so good. Ooh, we made three days of deployment. Still wouldn't be enough. I wouldn't even get there in time. <laughs> That's true. You might get... You wouldn't be able to get there and back. No. Damn. We're going to start a war here. <laughs> it's got to be like right outside the door. 
Let's go. We just shoot a couple guns off. Which for everybody listening right now, we are recording remote. We are. We, we are, are not at my parents' house. Up in the Misty Mountains. But I must ask, how how do you feel being just steps away from my from sorry, not even, I want to say my mother, from Gail's room? I mean, it's bringing back a lot of memories. <laughs> some trauma. I was too young for some of those things. <laughs> gotta block those ones out. <laughs> Just gotta repress the shit out of those. So since we're repressing. Oh, yeah. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's nice. It's clean. Clean. Smooth. It'd be a good uh, summertime beverage. Yeah. Out barbecuing. Houseboating, fishing, maybe a little strong for fishing. I might yeah. not get home. <laughs> but no, it's good. It's uh, doesn't have a lot of flavor. No, that's why I usually like. I didn't realize this was a different Pellegrino. I usually get the full like regular Pellegrinos. What is this fucking keto version? No, it's not keto. It's just uh, it's the non-sugar version. Uh, it's the seltzer. It's not I, bad. It's not bad. I, I like like it, but the regular Pellegrino has a little bit more flavor. Like that's what we did with the gin when we were with um our guest that we had a couple weeks back. Oh, yeah. So Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. Yeah. I like it, though. It's it's pretty good. I'm we enjoying it. Have, we don't have our glasses, and I'm kind of upset about it. I'm a little bummed. I mean, we took those. We packed those glasses to take to the yeah. hotel room. We could have taken them up here. Why did that sound so creepy when you said to the hotel room? <laughs> <laughs> because it never sounds good. Like, even when you're like, yeah, so I met this chick, took her back to the hotel room. You're like, so can we clarify, did you just like play cards? Did you have sex or did you murder and dismember her? <laughs> like, there's no Not good, the first one. <laughs> there's no good way to say, yeah, then I went back to the hotel. Why? What were you doing there? Because <laughs> usually even if you are going to stay at a hotel, you're like, yeah, I had a couple of drinks. I went back and went to bed. When you have to specify it was at the hotel, you're like, are you trying to say that there's no evidence at your house? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I feel like you can only get away with that, like when you're in a police. Like, uh, my lawyer told me that I don't not ha- do not have to answer that. So, where'd you sleep that night? With your mom. <laughs> <laughs> my lawyer touches me on the shoulder. My lawyer wants me to say that that was a joke. <laughs> don't call your mom. <laughs> <laughs> she won't answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can you imagine that, like, questioned by police, and you just really don't give a shit? You know, you're innocent, and you're just a complete dick the whole time. That would be so bad. It would be so bad. That's how guys get beat by chairs. You want to see how someone gets beat by a chair? You're on the outside of the crime scene. Did you know that the, the victim had semen all over her? Yep. <laughs> I'm well aware. I'm well aware. <laughs> oh, really? You knew this? Yes. Have you seen the crime scene yet? No. <laughs> I could smell it. <laughs> See, that would be a lie for me. So, yeah. <clears throat> was that Brooklyn Nine Nine line? He's like, the body was found in the mountains, covered in bear semen. The guys, like, okay, what else? What other evidence? You're not even gonna pause on the bear semen. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I love that show. I did too. <laughs> I don't know if you do this at all, but I found myself doing that, like, especially when I was deployed or when I'm working, 
like they'll, I'll be answering a serious question with like the real information. I'll just throw in something that's like completely outrageous in the middle of my like, as long as it's not like a super serious situation, like you know, just average work day. I'll just throw in random shit like that, and people often just let it fly by. They just completely ignore they it. They completely ignore it. Like, <laughs> uh, like it's a little game I play just to enjoy life a little bit more while I'll throw in random pieces of information that have no bearing. My fucking coworkers, when I was working full time, we'd be like doing inventories or some shit, and they're like, "All right, read the numbers back to me." So I'd like typing them into an email, and they'd be like, "Blah blah this this this," and they're like, "One tank," and then blah blah. I'm like, "Okay, one tank," <laughs> and then realized I can't actually type it in because I'll forget to delete it. <laughs> and then I'll go to someone higher. And then what we did, we had a we had the office dildo for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever showed you. Yeah, it. yeah, I saw that. And for everyone, it was my that was my break in the middle of the day is I would just grab my dildo and then <laughs> lean back in my chair and throw it at the ceiling until the suction cup would stick. Well, we would end up having to take like pictures of different boards of tracking shit and send them up to battalion. And we would, we would always try to hide at least a little bit of the dildo <laughs> in the pictures. And one time we we almost got in really bad trouble because they're like because it was in full view. No, it was just down the corner, and they're like, we can't send this. Somebody zooms in. If that like automatically makes it to a slide deck for like the battalion commander, and nobody notices it, that's gonna be really bad. Well, I did some not that, not at the dildo thing, but I was having to do full vehicle layouts for all the vehicles that we had, mm-hmm. and like show where like all the material, like all the different equipment was in the vehicle, have diagrams and images. And so I created like a couple of slides where I photoshopped velociraptors gunning with Kevlar's and the velociraptor driving. And like I had multiple of these pictures with like, you know, like it, uh, as far as the information underneath, it actually listed the velociraptors as equipment on the vehicle. And I forgot to take it out when I emailed it to the Battalion XL. That's so good. And then I got an email back from him and he was like, you forget to take something out, mystery. <laughs> And I'm like, oh shit! Uh, <laughs> I'm like, can you delete that? He's like, I already gave the briefing in front of the fucking commander, and he saw it and he laughed his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, well, that one got better because then my brother-in-law, who's still serving active duty, that same image still shows up, so it's there, it's circling the army. <laughs> That's truly incredible. I love it. I love it. Uh, Fuck up. <laughs> So when I was getting ready to deploy in 2013 and then didn't, but we, we did all like the whole thing down to camp Roberts for three weeks, <laughs> biggest waste of time. And literally the only thing I remember from it was this like special forces dude was, he was like, I don't know, talking about some scenario and he's like, and he's like, at this point you just got to make like a swastika and get the fuck out there. And then he made, he like made like a <laughs> motion like he was running with his arms and legs. And I was like, that's fucking dope. I love that. <laughs> Literally the only thing I remember from that three weeks of training. Make like a swastika and be a symbol of hate. Yeah. Were, were they really all that hateful? Oh, <laughs> what? Red, red is the color of love. I think they were just misunderstood. Just misunderstood. Fuck that. They got their, they got their poop loving furor over there. Poop loving? Yeah, Hitler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Should Super. Ex- you should explain that. Hitler was really into feces. Mm-hmm. His uh, mom was a clean freak and would beat him if anything got dirty. And then she would sometimes, she, according to one of the books I read, would rub poop on him if he got too dirty. <laughs> and so he had, he had a huge poop fetish. Just another thing that makes Hitler look great beyond the, you know, 
Holocaust and brutally murdering all those people and starting a world war. And the drugs. And the drugs. That um, actually made him look <laughs> like I could relate. The STDs, uh, the poop fetish. See, relatable. Re- and then the, you throw in the poop, and I'm like, you know, I just can't get behind this guy. <laughs> it, that was it. Everything else, you know, I was like, I disagree with some of his policies, but whatever, you know, can't win them all. It's not so much his ideas that I was against, it's how he implemented them. <laughs> it, was, it was the execution, or executions, I should say. <laughs> oh my Jesus. We, we don't agree with Hillary. Oh. Just so anyone listening this oh. knows we are being completely facetious. You know what's really sad? I think this has been brought up by a lot of comedians, how just the name Adolf oh, has yeah. completely died. Yeah, you can't do it. Not that I thought it was a great name to begin with, but you just can't name your kid Adolf. No. I mean, some guy could be a saint, like really help the Americans. But still, pe- people get called Joseph. They still get named Joseph. Hey, Stalin was a motherfucker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's a fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah, but you got to think with like Joseph. You're like, okay, Joseph Stalin. But then we have Joseph. You know, you know, mar- married Mary and was, you know, stepfather Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, it's the whole Stalin thing. I mean, it's hard to get over. I know Stalin's hard, but Joseph. There's just enough Josephs out there. I, there's not a lot. Like, name a good Adolf. You can't. I don't know any Adolfs. It's <laughs> what you can't even come up. You know, it doesn't come to mind. That's what I'm saying. Like the name died. It's done. I know, but whereas, like you know, there's throughout history, there's always been some decent Josephs. You know. I guess. I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a saint. Yeah, that's true. We should look up and see if there's any good or any bad, uh, yeah, any good Adolfs. I mean, there's probably like an Adolf who like saved a kid from getting hit by a bus or something. <laughs> like, probably. And it's like, no, we look it up. Every Adolf every ever Adolf. is just evil. There was a couple um, authors back in the day that were named and their first name was Adolf. Yeah. Yeah. I know there was. Which is, I mean, uh, in America before World War II, Adolf was becoming a more popular name. Hitler was kind of a rock star for a little bit. Like, America thought he was really right. People were growing his mustache and emulating him. Yeah. Fascism was growing. That's what I'm saying. Was he really that bad? And then some Japanese people bombed Pearl Harbor, and suddenly Adolf was the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's what did it right there. Another country bombing us. I mean, that's actually what's... We weren't going to get into World War Two, man. Yeah, we were. Before... Uh, yeah, they wanted to so badly. They I, just didn't have a reason. I know. Well, there was groups. Well, we had one reason prior to that. Um, Hitler was trying to was sending uh, messages, or not Hitler, but the Germans were sending messages to Mexico, asking them to start an attack on us. Oh yeah. So and they, we that we still didn't use that as a reason because there was enough happened. there was enough popular support in America that it wasn't a big enough draw, driving power. Like um, the president Roosevelt, he wanted to go into the war. Yeah. But, uh, and fucking Churchill wanted us to go to oh, war. Yeah, Hell is that? He, yeah, he needed us. <laughs> we're they were getting fucked. We need your money and we need your bodies. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I mean, they'd been at war already for, I mean, all World War One really tanked yeah. England and then they're already back at war. We've already, I think we've already talked about World War. Yeah. World Wars enough. We have. We've done it too much. So, so anyway, Hitler, poop fetish. Beyond his other shit. Yeah. Just a messed up dude. What do you th- what's the worst fetish? What's the worst you know, fetish? That you've thought that you think is the worst. Oh man. I mean I know of a lot of different fetishes. You don't have to pick singly the the worst one. I mean one, poop. Any kind of playing with poop or pee is pretty awful. It's gross. Mm-hmm. It's nasty. I don't think peeing on somebody's that bad. 
Like it's <laughs> gross that I'm not. <laughs> Guess what he's doing this Saturday? <laughs> Guess what? <coughs> Fuck me. <coughs> just Guess I'm a me. sprinkler. <laughs> I'm a sprinkler. Paints himself red and walks in, just quits <laughs> and spins in a circle. <laughs> I'm just like squeezing, fence, squeeze, fence, squeeze. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, coming back. Well, then there's those guys who are the feeders where they want to have a chick and stuff her with food and like keep feeding her. That's a thing? Yeah. That's How thing. is that? Like, they want them to be fat? Or yeah, they, they want, want them to, them to be, be fat and they want to feel like they're feeding them to make them fat. Like they're changing what their body looks like. I can't remember the name of it. And off the then top they of my head. fuck them or this is just like a non-sexual? Well, there's sexual components too. So they actually like fill them all up. He's like, oh, now I'm going to pop you. I mean, there's actually one of the elements, one of the side groups of that, because there's so many split offs from that. Yeah, that's about like, and then there's crushing that is involved where they want to be crushed with by the woman. And I just get so weird. weird. The one, I think the one, that, the gross one that bothers me is the, the I don't know if it's the, necessarily the actors, but the people who watch the point where they, they make them give them blowjobs so vigorously that they end up puking up. That's so gross too. And I'm just like, that's no, I can't. No, I can't get. There's just so much of that. When I can't even support it. And then humiliation, porn. Yeah. Like the idea of you want to get humiliated or cucked or something like that. It's so gross. I really don't get like mild bondage porn. I'm like, okay, it's kind of a little kinky, but when they're like a abusing the yeah, person both male and female when they're getting abused i'm just like but why how like how is this good for you how it's like, it's like listen if you want to get abused go to dmv fucker <laughs> seriously <laughs> life's horrible enough without like enjoying someone hurting you more we should film a porno <laughs> at the dmv <laughs> DMV? <laughs> no i was ignoring you <laughs> What did you just say? I kind of spaced out. I was just visualizing a porno in the, the DMV. DMV. That's why I said you like a porno at, in a, yeah, at the DMV. I'm like, at the DMV? And then you, you're like, no. <laughs> I was ignoring you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just got lost by imagining DMV porn. We're talking about what's uh, gross. And you're like, but that DMV <laughs> porn's got, got Mr. Yummy just off in space. Fucking <laughs> mm. the table just lifted up half an inch. <laughs> quarter of an inch <laughs> quarter of an inch it's what I got um, <laughs> man any other fetishes there's so many awful I can't I think most of them are just horrible there's, there's like wanting like where the chick pretends she's eating a person or the guy pretends he's eating a chick vice versa you know oh that really up. gets me going mm. um pegging Mm. does not <laughs> oh you know what I was uh, I remember I wanted to talk to you about this so we both agreed that threesomes with two dudes and one girl we can't get on board with yeah like it's too much for us but threesomes with two girls and one guy okay right I definitely would say it falls more in the range of acceptability <laughs> at least my heterosexual brain <laughs> Okay, what about a threesome, one guy, two girls, one of the girls is wearing a strap-on. Now, she's not fucking the dude. She's just also involved with a strap-on? Yes. I don't know. 
I don't need an extra penis involved. In well, it's not I'm really doing. a penis. It's not a penis. It's still an extra penis. <laughs> it's not a penis. Though. It's gonna be getting in my space. It's gonna be getting in my way. How's it in your way? Because what if it's in the hole? I want to go in. Why would it be? Like what? It, then then put then pull it her out and put you in. So like you don't have to wait for the right away or like to no. <laughs> I no. Just, I was applying DMV there's, stuff to this. Like do I have no the signal? There's no yield sign. <laughs> No, j- all you got to do is a turning indicator and just like, yo, my hole now. And then <laughs> fucking kick him out. I mean, what if she's like, no, I want this turn. She, you don't have to wait. She's a woman. She's weak. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <gasps> well, I just killed off half our audience. Oh, fuck me. I didn't mean it. Nah, fucking a minute. I'm going to burn you at the stake. I'm not saying you need to be in the porno. I'm just saying watching it. I mean, I don't, I don't watch any porn right now. So, how long is this torment gonna last? Would you be in a threesome with two girls and one of them had a dildo, and it's not going inside of you? I don't, I don't think I'll ever be in a threesome. No, no. By choice or just by choice? Like, because in a relationship, I just can't see that leading to good places. Like, I've had a bunch of friends that, you know, with their significant other, would have an extra girl involved. And then they always ended up breaking up not long after. What if what if you, you're with the love of your life? The best girl you ever been with. And, and then I put that at Jeopardy by having a threesome. N- no, but that's what she wants. And take a lot of talking and negotiation. Not saying, you know, saying never, but right now I can't see that happening. Well, obviously right now you're single. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, your fiance keeps trying to tag me in for both of us on her, and it's just... Yeah, she doesn't even want me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) She keeps asking me to wear a mask with your face on it. That's weird. She swears she doesn't like it. (laughs) It's not adding up. I really don't like that there's a mirror right here. Yeah. You keep checking yourself out. Well, I just keep seeing something move, so I'm like... The mirror over on my side's blocked, so... I can't see me. Oh, God. I can see you in the mirror. That's terrible. Anyways. Sorry. Ow. Fuck. This table keeps pinching my leg here. I don't... <coughs> get your life together. Get your shit and get it all together. <laughs> if you got to take it somewhere, then take it somewhere. Fuck you. You're so <laughs> fucking rude. I I let you come on my show. <laughs> In my parents' house. On your show, the Mr. Early ETS Power Hour. <laughs> TM. Uh, TM. Wow. Just trademark that shit. TM pending. There's no way you already got it through. You're yeah. like, bro, I've been working on this for five years. <laughs> this is part of that long game where I've been tricking you to think that we're friends. <laughs> that long game. You know when it started? When I was 12 and your mom and I first got intimate. We made fuck. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew you were making fuck in there. <laughs> we were all like, oh, we're tired. And you were like, no, I'm not tired. Oh, I'm just going to go inside for some water real quick. <laughs> Two hours later, <laughs> coming out glowing. <laughs> I'm all sweaty. <laughs> My mom walking around the house in a moo moo. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you want to tag in, Mr. Yummy? <laughs> oh, wait, that's <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> Um, so I'm kind of sad that Mr. Ducky's not here. Yeah. He'd be 
fully hard right now. <laughs> I would be fully invested in this storytelling. It's like the movie Garden State. Uh, the main character goes back to his hometown where he grew up, and he's seeing all his old friends, and he's staying the night at one of his old friends' house, and this other friend's there, and the two friends start fighting, and he's like, why are you guys even fighting? He's like, because he's sleeping with my fucking mom. <laughs> I gotta sleep on the couch just so I don't hear him have <laughs> sex. <laughs> would Would you be comfortable with your friend dating, seeing, fucking your mom? It depends, man. Like, you know, not in this situation. I, with my current life situation, my dad and mom's still married and all. That no. wouldn't be. But if no. my mom had been single for a while, I actually think I'd be okay with it. Like if I got, I think if my mom, mom and I, if my mom and dad were divorced, if they'd been divorced for a while and then she got interested in you and you were like, "Hey, I'm into it," I'd be like, "Hey, don't hurt her, dude. Don't fuck this up." Because like, don't worry, I'm not, and I don't think I ever will. But be. I, I think in that situation, you know, in a very yeah. parallel, you know, different universe, I wouldn't be mad about the age difference or anything. Would you? Uh, would you call me daddy? I would not. <laughs> I would not at all. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and that's why I still have the friend I always ask him if his mom's still married to that guy <laughs> he's like you mean my dad <laughs> like yeah him <laughs> let me know if that changes <laughs> literally me <laughs> uh, wh- wh- what's his name Mike yeah that guy that him. that's him I guess it's not just you I do, I do that to my other friend too do you yeah um, Mr. Ducky does that to me all the time well, he got that from me because I do it because he, like, I met his mom and she had him when she was 17. Mm-hmm. So she still looks, she still looks good. And, uh, I'm only, I'm only half joking. <laughs> Who is this? I don't know. It's my bald buddy. It's not you. Oh. Yeah. From down south? No, 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 no. Here. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it after, yeah. after this. Can't believe you're missing it. I know, I know it, but I can't. Remember. The one with the football team of kids. Oh, yeah, old dude. Yeah, yeah. His mom. Oh uh, yeah, I I now remember. She's in shape. She likes shooting guns. He's like he's like a friendly ghost. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get him on. on oh, the, we do. He's listened. He's listened to a bunch of our episodes. Has he? Yeah, that's good. I didn't know he had because I told him about the show and he said he would, and then. Uh, he like brought something up from an episode randomly. No shit. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" But he's never like tells me when he listens to it. Like other people mm-hmm. that like tell me like what their opinions were. He just doesn't mention he listened to anything and then fucking will throw out a random bit. That's good. Oh my lord! Excuse me. You wrong. okay? I'm a lot going on inside of me. Picking out, picking out fucking black boogers. And there will be more going on inside of you when Channing Tatum shows up at the intermission. Mm. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Look, we're gonna take a short break and we come back and Channing Tatum sitting here. Mm. You're sitting Stop. on his lap. Full penetration. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to see that, so I'll have to put like a towel over you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm flaccid, but I'm still <laughs> You're still just smiling like an idiot. You're like, I don't even know why I'm so happy. It hurts so bad. <laughs> You're on his lap like a little marionette, and he's a big old man. <laughs> he stands up and I'm just like whoop oh, we didn't, we didn't bring an extra mic up so you guys would have to share a mic it just fits we would <laughs> um, he's like hold on I gotta get another drink he just stands up you're just there <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> like one of those like backpacks but for little kids but it's on the front and yeah like, oh, oh, here we go <laughs> your little hairy legs kicking only <laughs> oh that's disgusting <laughs> dude i did not realize how hairy my ass has gotten like my butthole's always been hairy for oh, years God. and years that's why i shave it but like i was looking in the mirror and my cheeks are getting hairy in news today, the hair growth on Mr. Yummy's butthole has increased past the ridges of his butt and onto the whole cheeks. We expect that to lead to a higher increased risk of fire danger, but we'll keep you up to date as temperatures increase over the weekend. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> we don't need the news update. Well, I asked my fiance, I was like, I, since we've been dating, has my butt always been this hairy? She's like, yes, babe. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to start sending her, her voice bites like that where I'm giving the news on your hairy ass and the fire you risk. You should. <laughs> Just little 15-second pops. So when I, we were in the Bahamas, and her her friend's family were like, they're like, what happened to your hair? Like They're like, we were talking about being bald and all this shit. And like, what happened to all your hair? I'm like, it fell out? And I was like, like, and they're like, where did it go? I was like, my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just migrated. Everyone just went silent. Like, we like you. I'm like, yes, I made it in the whole time. My fiance is just like, oh my god. So in other news, the new. clearing project on Mr. Yummy's head has gone efficiently, and there is no trees at risk of starting a fire there. Way ahead of schedule. <laughs> that fire line is in. A hundred percent containment. Oh god, so accurate. <laughs> I hate how bald I am. Whereas Mr. Early ETS is at risk of starting no fires until Gale shows up. Then <laughs> that friction is going to start some shit. <laughs> Bed's going to be catching flames. Good thing you got rid of your facial hair. Otherwise, there'd be no fire. <laughs> that facial hair down there. Oh. My chin going up and down. <laughs> would have started some shit. My face would have caught fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. She so, is a saint. She is. She is. She is. An absolute saint. But how far are we into this episode so far? I have no idea. Hold on. 34 minutes. And we've got about four minutes of material we can use because the rest of it needs to be fucking edited out. <laughs> I don't think people realize the grueling schedule. Like, you get an hour and 36 minute podcast. That was eight days. <laughs> <laughs> That's how little. Oh. That's how little of what we say is actually fit for the ears of the deranged people that listen to this. Yeah, yeah. We're um, the reason oh. we're not in insane asylums right now is because the things we say there affect the patients too much. Since we're talking about mental health, mental health. Have you? Uh, have you? You've seen a therapist, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for your accident shit, but have you ever felt like maybe you should? Um, like, like I needed to, I think, I don't, don't think it was bad that I saw it cause I was depressed, you know, here I couldn't walk on my own accord and, yeah. you know, wheelchair bound and shit. Like, you know, of course it's going to make me depressed. So I think seeing a therapist in that time was good, but, yeah. uh, but like before your accident, no, no, I was pretty good. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that there probably, there wasn't ever times where it would have been helpful to have someone, but I've always tried to, you know. If I see someone that's worth talking to or worth learning from, I always, you know, keep around them. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, people I've met through church or, you know, old family members or, yeah. you know, just 
I and I always have tried to be really self, you know, aware, self aware, and see where I'm at. Yeah, it was like um, my last year of sex. I realized that she was, you know, <laughs> like I didn't realize it right away, but I was aware enough and caught on that. I realized like, well, she's kind of abusive, and she's yeah. not. And it's like you know, if, as long as you're keeping aware of the situation and like actually looking at it from an outside point of view every once in a while, you know. I'm not saying, like, I don't think it's ever bad if you feel the need to see a therapist that you shouldn't. Yeah. I advise if you feel that you need to and you have the ability to see one, then, yeah, fucking do it. I mean, be selective about who you go to. Don't just look up the first name in the phone book. Right. Because different therapists have different agendas or different ways that they believe that therapy works. Right. So. Stuff like, I've always wondered, like, I don't think I'm insane. And I don't, I don't think I necessarily need to talk about my issues. not that I have particularly bad issues but i always i always wonder like i have a very certain way of how i go through my life how i think mm-hmm. and to me it's right obviously to how you go through life is right to you and but i always wonder, like and i surround my people that are pretty like-minded like you mm-hmm. you know mr ducky people like that so my own actions kind of get ratified as being yeah right. because of the people Just, you're around agree with you and i always wonder like i know i'm different than other people I, I have a different way of thinking different way of doing things and rationalizing choices and whatnot but i wonder if we're all insane or if we're just a little different well i i think we're all different and it's like i really like the main therapist i saw she was amazing because it started off when i first started seeing her she kind of gave me a little bit of her story and like what how she believed therapy worked and like her basic yeah. principles and then she had me over the course of like two uh three hour sessions go through basically my whole life from mm-hmm. the beginning she's like just talk about moments you think are important moments to you you don't have to give me every detail just whatever comes to mind as you go and through yeah and she like took some notes as we were doing it and and then she would have moments that she would want to go back and talk about mm-hmm. but it was but her biggest thing wasn't about like oh we're gonna go back and like because it's not like i had that much trauma that you know it's not like i was just let racked with all the rapes that happened to me when i was a kid you right know? right and not to make fun of anyone that has had trauma when they were a child or something like that. that's not what i'm saying mm-hmm. but the main thing she would point out is i learned a lot about understanding other people from mm-hmm. seeing her just with some of the stuff that she talked to me about and like seeing if someone's dismissive like i tend to be where you know they keep on keeping on ignore the pain ignore the struggle going on in life and just keep moving forward yeah which makes me more dismissive where i don't actually pay do enough self-care yeah or someone that's a preoccupied like for example like my mom where she's always caring she's always saying she's sorry she's always worried that she's offending other people and not taking care of other people where Mm -hmm. she's so preoccupied with other people that she doesn't focus on what's really like did you really need to apologize for that do you really need to worry if that person got their food or yeah I I think I'm pretty happy medium between the two. I mean, and I care about other people, but I, j- I know I tend to be more dismissive, especially when it comes yeah. to self-care. But I'm also yeah. not the guy who's going to be apologizing to everybody. Yeah, that's all. I, I have no problem putting the ones that I, I care yeah, and me, love about I, me before me. But yeah. then also at the same point, I have no problem taking a step back and taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. I don't think I apologize unnecessarily and, and shit like that. And the thing is, we don't always stay in one area, you know. Oh, I know, and I definitely float between, you know, one side and the other. And then there's organized, which means you're kind of more in the fair area, and then disorganized, which is, like, way, you're, like, in the worst part between dismissive and uh, preoccupied. And that's, like, one thing, like, I think I'm reasonably organized. At least I'm organized enough for myself. I call it, like, controlled chaos. (laughs) But my fiancé absolutely thinks I'm the most unorganized person in the world. 
And given that she is a very organized person, like I understand where she's coming from, but you know, it's funny you say that. Cause there's some ways I feel almost that you're more organized than she is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it's more just what we prioritize. What she, what I prioritize is more of the same things that you prioritize that's true. and what she prioritizes are, are not the things that we really. Yeah. That's like whenever I went and visited you down South and like, you're like, okay, I want to do this. And I'm like, and it just makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, and then this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, yeah. That's because we're on the exact same yeah. wavelength. Like, her and I, we're just, I mean, we're different people. Yeah. We're different. Whereas you, and especially it helps the gender. I mean, there's, you can't say that there's no gender difference in how no, there absolutely think. fucking is. Anyone who says there yeah, isn't it's is so dumb. fucking stupid. No. And that's not a bad thing. That's no. a great thing. Like there's things that she's a lot better at than I am mm-hmm. and vice versa. Uh, there's stuff that I just won't think about. Yeah. Like say I was asked, I was given a bunch of money, like, hey, plan and organize this whole party. Yeah. The things I would think of to organize for the party would not be the things that, yeah. you know. Well, just look at how like how she and I pack for a vacation mm-hmm. or a trip. She will have 14 different outfits and plan for every different occasion. And I will have one outfit for every day and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, but I will bring sweatshirts. She won't. <laughs> that's, but that's it. That's literally it. She's, she's concerned about, okay, there's 13 different occasions that could happen on this one day. So I need to get an outfit for every different one of those, but doesn't think about, oh, it's going to be fucking cold, which I mean, given when we, when you like travel like yeah. back home, um, she does, obviously she, she's from there. She knows how cold it gets there. But like when we go out to like go out to dinner with friends, like grabbing a sweatshirt is not a priority to her. It's a very much so a priority to me. Yeah, I'll always like grab cool. one. Yeah. But it's like when I pack, like even like, you know, I grew up doing a lot of camping and a lot of hunting and stuff like that. So like when I pack to fly somewhere or like even if I'm staying at a hotel, I still tend to pack with like that hunting camping mindset where you don't want to take too much to carry. Yeah. It's not like I'm taking my rifle with me or my binoculars when I'm flying somewhere, but I'm taking the clothing and all the stuff I need. Yeah. Basically, with like the minimalistic approach to it, but yeah. I'm not going to be like shivering cold. Exactly. No, that's I'm just a very yeah. I I bring the smallest fucking bag I can and just get by with as little as possible. Yeah, just, that's what I do. It's just like you don't need that much stuff. No, and I don't want to carry it. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. But yeah, no. But I know I've I've always thought that like. I've always been interested, I should say, about going going to therapy. I don't, I don't think it'd be bad. I think it would be good. I mean, I could write. I mean, I don't think it'd be bad. And for me, it was pretty. I enjoyed it because through my accident, I would I went to therapy. They wanted me to go to therapy for a year. Yeah. And after not that long from seeing her, she was like, "You really don't have any issues." Yeah. Just She's like, "Yeah, you have some issues, but it's not like stuff that you know, like you're handling it in a adult, reasonable way." Yeah. It's not. It's not being destructive to your personality or how you, or how do you interact with others? Yeah. Or how you view yourself. Yeah. I don't think like I, I won't be able to live my life mm-hmm. properly if I don't go. But I think if I did go, I would probably just like maybe learn, not necessarily learn things about myself, but learn better ways to deal with things. Well, and that was the best part is I learned better ways to deal with things and ways to think about things. Yeah. And then after, you know, cause she enjoyed working with me. And so she brought me in to start um, leading groups for her. So she would be yeah. there, but then I would be the group leader. And, and there's, there was some people who had a lot of serious issues that I was working with. Yeah. And it got me to see so many different sides of people and interact with. So like people I would not ever ordinarily interact with who had right. issues that were way further than what 
you know, it'd be the people that you would be like, man, that chick's fucking high. <laughs> and you'd ignore her, you know what I mean? Yeah. But now she's sitting there in a chair trying to get better. Yeah. And it gives you a different perspective on it. And you have to communicate with someone like that who's going through a really hard time in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, you and I are very blunt and brutal with each other. And basically all my friends are very upfront. Yeah. And someone who's going through a hard time like that where they don't, they're very unhappy with who they are, mm-hmm. you have to talk to them in a completely different way. And you basically, I don't want to say you have to baby them, but you have to watch out for when they're trying to they're trying to uh, destroy themselves. Like they're mentally I'm trying to degrading cr- themselves. Yeah, make themselves the victim. Well, it's not even victim. They just, they recognize like they're not happy with who they are. So then if they feel like they're behind, like tracking the, what you're talking about, or if they feel like they're not getting what you're saying, then they start like disengaging from the conversation oh. because they don't, because they feel worthless. Right. And that doesn't help them at all when they're, no. and so you have to like, you, if you're getting ahead of them, you have to like realize that without acknowledging it. Cause then if you acknowledge it, they feel even worse cause you changed what you were talking about because of them. Right. And it's not like it's manipulation. It's just learning what's, how's the best way or how can you best communication help skills. communication. Yeah. And I liked being part of that. And I felt like I actually helped a lot of people and, you know, helped myself learn how to do something like that better. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, no, I just, I think like I'm a pretty good, pretty good at communicating with people, pretty good at seeing things from their point of view when it comes to arguments or, or not arguments, but uh, when it comes to issues and discussion mm-hmm. points, um, I think I'm pretty good at putting myself in somebody else's shoes, but also at the same point, I can also be the exact opposite and be like, you're just fucking stupid. You're just being lazy or whatever it is, or mm-hmm. you're, you're being a victim. So like I said, I think I'm I have a pretty good balance of uh of the two. Yeah. But I mean, I was, we can always learn more. Yeah. That's the I mean, that's something that you can't you never stop learning yeah. in that. Or you can stop learning, but you should never no. stop learning. No, it should be a you should continue to grow no matter yeah. what. No, I just I think maybe therapy might be good for a short time if not if anything and just learn how to handle things in different ways yeah. that maybe I had never thought of. I think that would be super beneficial. No, I think if you saw the right person, I think it would be just interesting. You'd probably learn a lot, you know? Yeah. The thing is, it's just not cheap unless your insurance is paying for it. Yeah, that's that's what I would have to have to go by way of insurance. Yeah. Um, they make so much fucking money. Mm-hmm. Therapists. Holy yeah. shit. That would be a fun job, though. I think I could really enjoy it. I mean, I think it's I think it could be a really interesting job, and I think you could help a lot of people. But I think it could also be a, a very, uh, a very distressing job at times. You know, very, because that's what um, the woman I worked with. She would had a rule where if by the second session she felt like you weren't being honest or engaging, then she would cancel and say, "I don't feel like you therapy is a benefit to you right now. Mm. Call me again in six months." That's smart. Because really she smart. said it was just she when she first started it would just drain on her where she'd try to keep, as long as they were trying to come she'd keep seeing them yeah and then she realized that she spent you know eight months on someone who was just lying wasn't being honest wasn't really there to better themselves at all they were there right. because their work told them they had to or right their doctor advised it so I mean I if I was a therapist I would definitely have a policy like that so. did you find it hard to open up to a therapist um. The first one I saw, the first therapist I ever saw was um, a military mm-hmm. after I was in um, an engagement. And that person was a fucking douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't opening up because he was very belittling. 
He said I was trying to, as a, a little boy, trying to act like a man. Oh. And that made me really want to talk to him. Oh, yeah. Definitely want to open all up. But um, but with her, with the last one I saw, which was a couple of years ago now when I started, when I saw her for the first time, uh, she was just the way she presented herself. She was very transparent about who she was. Mm-hmm. She didn't put herself in a position of power. Mm-hmm. You know, she was just very clear where she was coming from, what her what she believed. And, and I didn't find it hard to open up or talk to her. Hmm. Because so. some people get really stingy and they're like, I, I, I don't want to open up to you. And they get all insecure and yeah, um, self-conscious. I don't think I would have a problem. Because, like, I mean, there's... I have no problem telling pretty much anybody everything about me because I just don't care. Like, not, none of that. But I mean, I'll never tell, like, you something about somebody else that's none of your goddamn yeah. business. And I wouldn't want to hear it. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. But, like to it there i don't think i'd have any problem just talking well it's like um you know what i saw when i was working in the groups that i did um it was the people who would try not to talk it was either number one they really didn't have anything to say and Mm -hmm. that's going to sound rude but i worked with enough different people where i could see some people just literally didn't have any reasons yeah like they just didn't have anything they didn't have any you know thing to talk about related to the subjects of trauma or yeah. yeah, any of that because that's what the first couple of groups I was with was mainly related to uh, severe trauma. And so then here they are in this group in this room full of people that had serious things and they wouldn't want to talk. And you you could spot this feel really quickly because they would listen to the stories with like really rapt attention, but mm-hmm. they couldn't share. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. And then uh, she, the therapist, would kind of pick up on them and wouldn't invite them back to. Mm-hmm. And then the other people who wouldn't talk was just they weren't ready to fucking. They weren't ready to talk about it because yeah. they just hadn't fully processed and they weren't ready to admit the full details of it, you know? And it'd start slowly where they'd start giving like a pieces of the story, but it'd be like, you know, you'd almost feel like it was a lie just because there were so few details or so like, yeah, but you'd have to understand like, no, they're just not there yet to fully fucking. Like, I don't think I could talk about an issue to a group that wasn't already resolved for me. But some people, because it wasn't like anybody there hadn't been there, wasn't already in therapy or hadn't been yeah. through therapy. It's just with some people with their trauma, like with some, that they've been through something, even if they've talked about it with the one person and they've kind of worked through some of it with the therapist, they still aren't fully through it. And being yeah. in that group setting and actually feeling like other people go through similar have had. Yeah, no, I understand how. It can help how... integrate you back into being able to communicate with groups of people or more than one person about it. No, I absolutely understand how how that Mm -hmm. works but for me my mindset my personality i don't think i could be i could talk to a group and and talk about an issue that i hadn't already resolved both externally and internally well i i mean i don't think you can fully resolve the issue until you can start talking about it I know, like, for well, me, it's the, not that the I process would... I usually go through, like, not that it's, like, a refined process, but I'll think about it for myself, and, like, I'll try to come up with, like, you know, like, because there's some stuff you can't fix, you know? It's not like, oh, my car needs a new battery, so I'll go and replace the battery on it. Some stuff right. is related to something someone else did that there's no way to rectify, and uh-huh. it bothers you, and it's like, I'll think about it, it'll bug me, and then I'll kind of come up with, you know, I'll understand why it bothers me, I'll understand why, you know, kind of why they did it, or have an idea on why they did it, mm-hmm. and then the next step for me is to be able to talk to other people about it. Right. And then not, I mean, you know, it's not looking for the, yeah, fuck that person or they screwed you over. It's not for the validation. It's just to put it behind me. Cause if it really is still bothering me, I'm not going to talk about it really. Yeah. 
And then when I start talking about it, it starts normalizing. I'm like, yeah, it's not embarrassing. I guess I shouldn't uh, say until it's fully resolved. Mm-hmm. I should say until it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Like I still be working through something and it not really bother me. And but there's times when you can't do that. It's like when um, yeah. I was getting going through my divorce, and I called you up and I was just like, yeah. You know, you need no, sometimes right. you need someone else to talk to. Yeah. No, I hear you. But um, I, I, I guess I mostly just meant that in a group setting. Yeah, it's just. I'm I'm capable of talking about compl- anything else or similar things. I don't have to just talk about my issue, I guess. Like mm-hmm. integrating back into conversation with people isn't very hard for me. If anything, I just I just don't like talking to people. <laughs> I don't. I'm like I'm like often I'm quiet at work cuz I'm just like I just don't feel like expressing the energy or expending the energy to fucking converse. And I just want to sit and just listen or ignore everyone but that's also just me it's pretty antisocial of you mr yummy yeah no i'll fucking i'll I'll be the first to admit it which is so weird because when i was a kid i mean up until like probably when i was like 20 20 years old i was all about just fucking hanging out with new people meeting new people talking talking talk 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 could never shut me up and now i'm just like man we could talk we're not I mean, I don't care if I have to meet new people for a job or something. Like, I'm down to meet new people. I don't have problems talking yeah. to them or starting conversation. Or, But I also don't fucking want to do it. No. Like, and I hate when, because I'm just, because when it comes to, like, new people, new jobs and shit, I'm, I'm really friendly and I'm down to meet and talk to everybody. And I wish I wasn't because so often I end up hating most of the people. <laughs> Well, I, that's the problem is you show like because I've done this a lot where I show up somewhere somewhere new and then I'm I'm just kind of generally friendly, yeah. approachable. And the people who latch on to you, some of them are nice, but most of them are the people who can't make friends. They've been there a while. Yeah, and they still don't have a friend because they're annoying or they're rude. Like that's like, oh, fresh meat. Yeah, th- this person doesn't know how shitty I am yet. Like that's when I first got to my first uh, army unit after AIT. That the guys who let, tried to latch on to me as friends, I quickly I was like, oh, you're a douchebag. Yeah. And it came out really quickly. Yeah. And then I was like, please stop hanging around me. Like, yeah. but I need a new drink. Yeah, I so. need a new drink too. That commercial break is brought to you by Ask Room. Do you need a compass and a map just to be able to wipe your shit? Well, fear no longer. Ask Room will help you clear that up so you can find it quickly and easily. You ever deal with that, Mr. Yummy? Needing a compass and a map? No, I'm pretty bad <laughs> when I have them. <laughs> Uh, I asked for a new lemon. I did get you a new lemon. I squeezed it and put it in there. It looks like an old lemon. I put a new lemon in your drink. Mm, I'll trust you. I'm going to trust you. So, Mr. Yummy, I do have to ask. You brought up mental health, and now you're saying you want to see a shrink. And I said that there's no problem even if, you know, it's, I definitely support seeing a therapist. But uh, is there something going on underlying? You okay? No, I mean, there's nothing uh, you to talk? bothering me. It's more... It's more sometimes I wake up at night and stand over your bed and think about hurting you. <laughs> it's not bothering me. I just exactly. fear, worry I'm going to hurt another human. Exactly. No, it's just that I think that uh, it's because I know I, I operate a little bit different than everybody else. And sometimes uh, maybe I just want a little reassurance that I'm, I'm not fucking crazy. But I don't think I need it. I just think that it could be beneficial. It was kind of cool is that um, later on after, you know, I worked where we weren't really doing therapy together and I was more kind of learning under her. 
and you know running some groups for her and that kind of stuff uh, she was like hey there's these advanced psychological tests that i don't usually do on people but she's, mm-hmm. like, you want, she's like do you want to give them a try yeah and so i did a couple of those those were long fucking tests yeah and it was pretty wild because you didn't know what it was going to show up on like when you did them mm-hmm. but uh you know she's like i just really wanted to she's like, because she wanted to see how i scored on them just to see she's like i know you you know you think and do stuff a little different she's like you're really smart so i just kind of wanted to see where you showed up yeah yeah, I just, and I thought even just doing that was worth it just to see where where I showed up. Like one of the tests was that I brought it up before. We there's you have to make up stories for these pictures, and like each like at, depending on how you are responding to the story, there's different pictures that come up that are more complex. Yeah, and it kind of tests how your attachment to other people is, how your attachment to family is, how you view yourself in relation to the world. Like right. I, I just thought that was fun as shit, man. <laughs> like, no, I think that'd be a blast. Especially doing it was interesting because I was like, you know, it really stretched your brain just doing yeah. it. And then when you heard the, res- you know, re- you know how it showed up as far as, you know, it's not like it's a scoring like a, you know, you got 50% right or something like that. It's not right. scored that way. No. But it's looking for different things within it that you're showing signs of like relation to other people, care of other people, um, how you view other genders. Like, hmm. It was it was fascinating, man. Like I'd that'd like to, I would like to try more of those tests now. Oh yeah, to say, that'd you know. be that'd be a fucking blast. Like I enjoyed it every time when yeah. we messing around with that. There's one of the tests that, and she's like, I'm not even gonna try to go through the scoring because it takes a while. And she's like, you fucking, like, she's like, you basically. She said that if she scored it, it would show that I knew what I was being tested on. Really? Yeah, because it was a more simple one. She's like, you. She's like, I don't think you, like you kosher because I didn't know the test at all. She's like, I think you just were picking up on what they were trying to trap you with, like. And were you? I don't. I wasn't consciously doing it. Hmm. Like I wasn't thinking about it, like spotting it. But right. she just like felt like she's like I think you were just you've done enough of these that you were spotting the, the right. different little tricks and traps they're trying to spot hmm. issues with. I kind of so. wonder what how I would. But I would it was interesting, on. you know. But that was like the eighth test I had taken, so it was yeah, not like you know over the course of a couple of weeks and. So I think it was like she said. She's like it's just testing fatigue where you're so used to certain things and you've heard how this other things showed up, right? That you just subconsciously have picked up on. Yeah, I think I probably would a little, not a lot, but. But I mean, even that, she's like, you know, it shows your social IQ or your, you know, your your relationship IQ where you can pick up on that kind of stuff, right? Where you know how you know that you don't want to offend someone or you're you know. Yeah, I think I'm pretty aware of like my my intent is never to actually like offend people like i'm usually trying to be pretty like which you know just the something about that because you and i are very similar with that where we're very good at like you know not offending and like spotting if someone's getting offended by something we're saying like you and i are pretty good at that and i feel like a huge part of that was the fact we were homeschooled yeah which because when you go to you know like when you're not homeschooled just as far as what i've seen you go to school and you're not with your siblings right Whereas when you're homeschooled, you're with your siblings from when you wake up. You know, you might go out and have separate activities, but yeah. Yeah, but well, it's I, just you you get used to having to maintain this relationship, not just for two hours in the evening or something. Yeah, that, I think that's exactly that's a huge thing about it is that you when you're when you're public schooled, you can go be whoever you want to be. You can be shitty, you can be good, you can be whatever, and at the end of the day, you just leave it. You leave those relationships behind. And you don't have to deal with them until the next day. And in all reality, you don't have to deal with them ever because you can just go find new friends. Yeah, it's super uh, easy. Like, say you were hanging out with some people where you're more of a punk or something. Yeah. And then you don't like it or you got in trouble or something. You just, like, you just especially when you're younger, you, even in high school, you can just go to a different group and yeah. fit in pretty easily because exactly. everyone in high school is just terrified of being but <laughs> alone. But when, when you're homeschooled, you 
like for me, I was with my brother and my sister and my mother all day, yeah. every day. I woke up to them. I went to bed with them, not with them, but yeah, at the same around time. them. Yeah. Like it like was. You, that's, you have to put work in every single day. Yeah. Like you guys fought one day. You got to figure out a way to patch that up. Yeah. And, and so you're, you're not, learning. Not days or weeks later, like, yeah. oh, man, I was so shit. No, like within an hour, you have to figure the fuck out how to be. But you get, you get into the adulting part of relationships really quickly. Yeah. Where you have to learn how to navigate that stuff. And I think that's, I mean, that's a huge thing between me and my, even my fiance is how we, how we deal with things like that. Like I, I've been raised to always be very cognizant, like be very careful with what you say, how you say it, when you say it, because you know, Mm -hmm. you're spending the rest of your fucking day with them or your rest of your life with them. Um, and then her, not so much. Not, it's not really a fault. To no, her. It's, it's just, just it's a different way of how you're used to relationships. Exactly, exactly. It's like it was a surprise to me, like, and the because in the in the military, it's basically the same thing because you're around them so much. You you have to be, and so I it gave me a head start as far as the relationship IQ or you know yeah. the friendships of being in the military, being in the army. Yeah. But then when I went into the civilian work for the first time, and that's when I learned like you piss someone off like because i you know piss someone off and then i would go and track them down that same day and make sure i talked it out and yeah but their mentality when they would fight with each other is they would just avoid each other for like two weeks and then they would they would never like talk it out or anything they yeah. just like it would kind of fade away i fucking had a, and i think that kind of sucks because then you does. never resolve any fucking yeah thing. i had a fucking uh a produce manager when i was working in sacramento for safeway mm-hmm. and i apparently pissed him the fuck off and i was like 19 or 20 years old right at mm-hmm. this time and he was uh, upper 30s to low 40s somewhere around there and he went like two weeks without talking to me and i didn't think anything of it because i kind of bounced around departments I, I worked all over the store mm-hmm. so i was like oh i'm just i'm not over there so he's not talking to me and it turned out that like we were in one of the offices printing uh, price tags together and he like fucking let it all out that he was fucking furious and pissed off and all butthurt about some shit that i said and I was like, um, first of all, I was fucking around. I was making jokes. I wasn't serious about any of it. And had you noticed like my physical indicators that I was smiling and laughing and joking and mm-hmm. was not at all serious, you could have picked up on that. And he's like, whoa, whoa. I was like, but instead you decided to mope and bope around about it for two fucking weeks. And how old was he? Like 30? I was upper 30s, low 40s. Fuck. I'm like how like okay first of all be a fucking man if i piss you off come tell me okay like, i'm how, I, i'm, I'm assuming he was married or yeah he's married I think how do you keep a relationship too. when you're like can you imagine like you're fucking the person you're dating yeah. or married to is just pouting for two weeks like like don't get me wrong i've been i've gotten furiously fucking mad with my fiance and and barely talked to her for a day but i was like fucking lividly mad and then i fucking i grew up and i was like you know what I gotta, we gotta, I gotta fucking fix this. Yeah. And I went and took care of it. Like, it's not a, that's part of being a fucking adult. Yeah. It's just having that, that for a grown man in a workplace who's supposed to be at least semi-professional two weeks, dude. And you just sat there in your misery and pissed off and you got mad at a fucking 20 year old for just fucking mouthing off. I wasn't even, I wasn't even being like purposefully disrespectful or anything. I was just literally just fucking around. Which it was nice because I don't feel like I've ever I ever dealt with that when I was in the army, that people like moping and like not telling you right uh, away. I mean, it's happened a couple times with me. Really? Yeah. Fuck I'm that. Dumb, I don't fucking I don't hold back. I just fucking talk shit. 
in the same way you do, but I guess yeah. I just fucking found the fucking pussies. I don't know, because like I've had people tell me that they're mad about something I said. I mean, I have some yeah. people I'm still close to who got pissed off one time because I made a joke. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, well, my bad. I was just kidding around. And then I like one of them, because I was making fun of his hair, and he, he got really butthurt about it. And I was like, what's going on? Like, I always make jokes about his balding. Like, yeah. And then I, I, you know, I, he told me he was fucking pissed. And I was like, oh, sorry. Didn't mean to. And then I talked and it ends up that there was other shit going on in his life. And then yeah. he just, he was venting at me. And then we talked it out and I was a friend to him. Yeah. I'm just like, you fucking talk people. If there's yeah. a message to take away from today's a- episode is shave your asshole and also talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know which one goes in higher priority. <laughs> Shaving your asshole. Maybe they're actually mutually inclusive. Maybe they, they could be. It could be a, a very therapeutic shaving your butthole. When Sometimes you, it is. When you don't have your butthole holding in all that smell, then it's easier for people to talk to you. And if you shave your butt, then you're also saving a lot of money on toilet paper. <laughs> That's relieving some of that financial stress you're feeling. But seriously, talk to, <coughs> fucking talk to each other. Talk people. to people. Talk to anybody. I'm not saying be a dick. Like if talk to your you, dog. Who gives a shit? Fucking talk to something. Uh, you know, if your friend pisses you off, I'm not saying you go like, you fucking asshole, I hate you. Like, don't don't bring the anger. Like, squat, like give yourself a second or two to get the anger down. But be like, hey, dude, you fucking pissed me off with that. Or come at it fucking pissed the fuck off. And if you can still settle it from there, then you know you got a good friend. Yeah. Like, I don't think I mean, we've ever really gotten angry with each other. We've been irritated with yeah. each other and we've fucking called each other out on some bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, for me, especially in the military, it's so quick. And I've, I've told both as a subordinate and as a leader that, and I, well, I've, o- I've only ever said this to my subordinates that when I, I've had to fucking punish them for something that they're doing, like, I'm like, hey, this, as soon as this, this punishment's over, it's over. It's done. No, I'm not going to fucking seek you out to mm-hmm. fucking fuck your life over and make you miserable. There's no name over your head. There's no. no, I'm not looking for you as the fall boy. Your, your punishment is right now. And then when it's done, it's done. And we move on business as usual and we're good. You fuck up again, punishment comes back. But it doesn't just keep going. Yeah. I'm not that kind yeah. of person. And that's that's true across my entire life. Like mm-hmm. everything to do with my life. Like I have a problem with somebody. We resolve it. Done. If we don't resolve it, then yeah, I'm going to continue having a fucking problem with it, but I'm going to try to resolve it. What I've always said is, you can be angry at me, but you can be angry at me if it's something I personally did to you. Yeah. If I gave you an order that you didn't like, that's probably not me deciding to try to give you an order. It's because oh. something needed done. Yep. So you can get irritated that you're doing something you don't want to do. Don't get fucking angry at me. Yeah. If I'm enforcing rules that I didn't make, mm-hmm. that's not me. Yeah. That's just me having to do you my can job. Be irritated that you're doing something you don't yeah. want to do. Or if you're working later. But guess what? If you're working late, I'm not leaving before you're leaving. Yeah. So don't fucking get angry. Yeah. Be irritated. Don't be angry. Now, if I do something to you personally, that's me to you. And then you can yeah. get angry and you can come fucking talk to me. Yep. Those are the two separate. Yep. I'm your supervisor. And so if I irritate you, that's fine. Don't let that ever go to fucking anger. Nope. And if I make you, if it's personal, then you can get angry and you can come yeah. fucking talk to me. And, and I always made that very clear. Like, yeah. there's two separate way, levels of communicate. Because I'll still joke with my guys below me. Like, I'll joke and I'll tease. And sometimes that rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. And but it's like, if you have a problem with how I want something done, you can come talk to me. But if you have a problem with what needs to get done, go fuck yourself because I'm not making that decision of what needs to get done. I'm deciding how it, how it gets done and I'm doing the best I can based off of my past experience. And if you have a different or possibly better way, come talk to me. Come tell me. Don't, t- I mean, don't come up and be like, hey, you're fucking retarded. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, you'll fuck yourself and I'm going to fuck you up. But like, 
anyone and everyone, I don't care if you're the lowest of the lowest yeah, or the you, highest you of might the high, have a better way. you can come to me. I know I don't know everything. And maybe you've done this exact job before and I haven't. So come tell me. I'm well, I mean, I've it. never been like, you have to do it this exact way. Unless it's something very specific, then I'll yeah. tell them exactly how they have to do it. And I'll be very clear that this is like one yeah. of the few exceptions. You have to do it this way. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, I'm like, get this done. And if you don't know how to do it, get me. Yeah. Often. And then other, if they know, if they can figure out a way to do it, I'm not mad. If they fuck something up because they didn't yeah. come and get me, that's on them. Yeah. Because they made that call when they yeah. lacked the information to do it safely or to do it right. And that's... that's that and I, I like giving people that leeway to fuck up. Yeah. Even, as long as it's not mission essential, because then I won't. <laughs> yeah. When, I mean, when, it's, when you're like a first line leader mm-hmm. or even a squad leader, so a team leader, a squad leader, like that's, it's your job to develop the how-to mm-hmm. and then also take in people's experience yeah. to, to mold or change that. But like if you're a team leader or a squad leader and you're like, hey, here's the tasking, go do it. I don't necessarily think that's the right way. I, I will always give a tasking out with a plan of action and then if they got more to add to it, but I'm not, I'm not going to, Hey, go do this with no guidance. No, I won't be like, that's fucked I won't up. be like, Hey, go PMCS trucks. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, you two get these trucks. You two get these trucks. You two get these trucks. Yeah. And then this guy's going to follow after you got your old PMCS. Yeah. You know, Cause he's our best mechanic. He's going to follow each of you and yeah. you're going to point out the issues and he's going to verify it. Yeah. And like, I'll do it like that, but I'm not going to tell him like, make sure you go by the TM because if they fuck up and saying that they didn't spot while we're in a training environment. Yeah. I like using that because like you can yell at the, the TM, but it doesn't stay as much as when we're in a training environment and they fuck up because they didn't do the right thing. Yeah. Because that's always going to be more valuable than mm-hmm. if they, they're like, oh, Sergeant said to use the TM. Yeah. And then they don't actually value the using yeah. of the TM. And it's exactly the same way. I like, mean, I think giving, the- giving people the room to fuck up is so important because first of all, you get to learn the soldiers that will take those easy. You get to spot them. Yeah, and you can keep that as a note, and then also if they you know aren't really that kind of soldier and they just take a little quick route and then they learn, yeah, then that's something that I can't like you and I can't teach them. NCOs exactly. can't force that on them; exactly. they have to learn it themselves. Yeah, and it and it goes down as much as it goes up. I mean, when I I worked for Safeway and I became the the night manager, I I mean I had a little bit of experience in what it took to be a night manager because I I was the manager at the frozen food department, mm. but then when I came in over the night crew. It wasn't just uh, frozen food. It was just me. It was just me and then one person on my days off. And so then when I came over to, to, as a night manager, I had, well, basically the entire store, but I also had my night crew who would, I had like, you know, f- about eight people, but you know, three or four a night under me. Mm-hmm. And I came in there and I was the young buck. I mean, the next closest person was, was five years older than me. And then everybody else was, I mean, there, I had, I had three people that were in their forties and they were literally twice my age and I'm coming in and I'm fucking bossing them. And I told them, I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'm, I've got a lot of learning to do right now. And I'm like, I'm not here to fuck shit up and I'm not going to at first, I'm going to just see how things are. And then, and then I'm going to fuck it up. I'm just, just, I warned them. I'm like, I'm just going to, and inevitably it it was kind of shitty. I took over over Christmas and had to order and we missed a delivery. So then I double ordered a bunch of shit that ended up coming in the next day. It all went to fucking shit. Mm -hmm. But within that first three weeks, my crew was like, Hey, here's the thing that we could do. Here's the thing we could do. Like they had like set aisles that they stocked every single day and they knew exactly how product moved. And they're like, how about this? we'll tip a can or we'll tip the product over 
So then when you come in to order it, you know what to order. You don't even have to look. You just scan and move, scan and move, and you just correct that fucking that box or whatever. Well, that's cool. And I was like, yeah. That's a team, you know. He's like, he's like, no offense, you don't know what moves in this store. And I was like, you're 100% right, I don't. But you do, because you've been stocking the same aisle for 16 fucking years. He's like, yeah. He's like, so basically I'm going to tell you what to order. I'm like, perfect, dude. And I was fucking like... I mean, and that's how. But I also know a lot of big dicks who'd come in and like, no, fuck you. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's not your ass on the line. It's my ass on the line. I was like, no, you fucking retards. You do. They know what they're doing. Do it. I mean, and that's, and that's like what I was saying about letting people mess up because, like, when I was started doing that, because at first when I got back from deployment and I was like, oh, you, everyone has to do things the right way, and like I was a really fucking like blowhard about that kind of shit. Yeah. Just because I was used to like you know over there you can't fuck up like you yeah. can't let someone fuck up because yeah. they can you know lead to deaths. Mm-hmm. But um, when I learned that you could start letting people screw up in the training environment, yeah. I also learned that like E4s I had would actually start policing the people who were screwing up. Yeah. And then I ended up with E4s that were being basically NCOs for me. Yeah. And it put extra responsibility on them to make sure the people they knew were fuck ups didn't fuck up. And then it took work off my fucking shoulders. For me, I get so tired of correcting somebody before they make a mistake. That I mean, I could literally do nothing but correct people before they do a mistake, and it just doesn't it doesn't do as much good. It doesn't. You have because that doesn't teach them anything. It teaches them to not do that one thing. But if they fuck up, then then they learn all of the things that are similar to it to not do. Well, it's like with little sense. kids, like you know, nephews are visiting, and I kept being like. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't saying shit, but my sister who yeah. brought the two nephews over, she, every time they were near the fire, she's like, be careful, the fire's hot, be careful, don't touch it, the fire's hot. And it's a, you know, a two and a half year old and a four year old, so yeah. it's five. And she kept saying that and they had never burned themselves. Yeah. And she kept saying it and kept saying it. And I remembered when I was a kid how I burnt myself on the wood stove and it yeah. sucked. I did it. I did it a couple times. Yeah. I did it once. My brother did it a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. And then the two and a half year old did it within the first couple of days. Yeah. And the, his, you know, his mom just looked away for a second, touched it, burned his fingers. Not, he burnt two fingers. Yeah. It wasn't serious. And did he fucking touch the fire again? No. No, he did no, not. No, he did not. <laughs> Every time he walked near the fire, he goes, hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you just like, there's nothing that teaches you as much as. And it's like, I don't want soldiers or kids to fucking hurt themselves no, or I fuck up either. terribly. But, and, and when it comes to something very serious, I will. I will always. Oh say yeah, something. when there's risk of life or limb, but I'll it, always step in. But like I've had, I've had soldiers come up and they're like, "Well, would this work?" I'm like, "Maybe." Yeah. Like obviously, I already know, but it's like, one, have you thought about everything? And but if then they also, say, even, if they say yes, then I'm like, "All right, we'll fucking do it." And then at the end of it, I'm like, "Okay, so this is what you did. Now, what went wrong? What went right? How do you do it better? If you have the same mission tomorrow, what are you going to do different? And just it, free thinking. They need to, you have to teach them how to think freely. And that's how they'll fucking yeah, grow. That's how you get the best. That's how you get the best teammate, the best service member. That's yeah. What, I mean, having that mind where they're actually learning that they can apply themselves instead yeah. of beating them down where they have to do how you think. Exactly. And then also that's how you can get like, you know, oh, fuck, I don't know the answer to this. And then it's like, well, I tried this this one time, Sergeant. And you're like, yes, let's fucking do that. Do that. That's what it, you mentioned being the young buck and brought this brought a story to mind that I don't think I've said. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I was working in San Diego, I ended up being a driver manager. 
I was a driver, started off, and then I became batchman. Then they made me batchman slash driver manager for this concrete place, right? Mm-hmm. And I was 26 at the time, 25. Yeah. And the nearest age closest to me was a 35-year-old. So Damn. next youngest. Yeah. Everyone else was in their 40s or 50s that were driving. or mm-hmm. And I, was, I became the boss. And this uh, 40-something-year-old, he was late 40s, he screwed up bad. And he came, drove back into the yard after he fucked up. And I was there like I was... I wasn't yelling, but I was chewing him out because it was his fault. Yeah. And I was really giving him, and he's like, you know, you're fucking, you're in your, what, 20s? He's like, I'm a fucking 47-year-old man. Fuck you. And I go, if you're the 47-year-old man, how come I'm your boss? Yeah. And he threw something at me, and he stomped out. I'm like, you're fucking done for the day. Go home. And then the next day, he showed up for work at 5. I was already there. He came up and kind of looked sheepish. He's like, hey, Mr. ETS, or Mr. ETS. I'm sorry. It was my bad. I did screw up. I was like, yeah. So that's all we can do, man. And head. it's over, right? Yeah, it was and over. It's done. It was squashed. It's so done. That's like I had a big fucking confrontation between two of my uh, employees when I was at Safeway, and I had to pull both of them into the office and fucking bitch them out. And literally, the the one who was, I want to say he was at fault, but who had screwed up the most? Yeah, I I told him I'm like, dude, you are twice my age. Mm-hmm. This conversation should be reversed. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck is it not? And you just wouldn't say anything. And I was like, figure it out. Mm-hmm. G- get over it. Grow up. Figure it out. I don't care. But this is fucking bullshit. And like, I, it blows my mind. And it's it's so weird now that I'm no longer the young buck in the group, yeah, like right. in the army. Like, I mean, I joined when I was 19, just before I turned 19. And I was always the youngest. Yeah. And I was always the youngest in a leadership position for years. For like no, that's how it was for me. I mean, yeah. I joined 18. And I was always the youngest and the youngest in leadership. And yeah. The youngest sergeant. And it's a weird fucking feeling, but also it's also humbling. It's also like really nice to like, know, oh, okay, I kind of got the best head on my shoulders well, out of the group. I mean, it's, it's also humbling because you have to learn how to be talking to older people, even though yeah. you're in a position of power yeah. and you, you have to show the respect for their time if they've served longer than you and so on. Yeah. But you also can't show weakness or show that you're, you're giving them any authority yeah. over you. And yeah. that's a hard fucking line to walk, man. It is. Um, I think as long as you're just not fucking, you don't have an ego. Yeah. And ego, you're not a yeah, fucking no douchebag. And that's I think I, competency is the other big thing. As long as you're super competent, like you know what you're fucking talking about. Exactly. And you're not talking out your asshole. And literally that's where I've put all of my focus and my energy is to being competent yeah. into what my job entails, whether it was being a combat engineer or being a fucking S and E team member. Mm-hmm. Like whatever it is, I tried to be better than everybody else. And it wasn't that I I wanted to be better, like a better person or a better per like I don't know how to say this exactly. Like, well, I like I just for me, I, it's not that I wanted to necessarily, it wasn't in my head as I wanted to be better. It was in my head that I didn't need to ask them for the answers. If the answers exactly. were in the books, if I, I could, if I could have the answer in my head and yeah. I could be the person who knew those answers, yeah. even if it wasn't to help other people, even though I would help other people in a heartbeat, I just didn't want to be that guy asking questions. Yeah. And I guess as, as how I, I meant it was that I didn't want them to be worse than me. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be better than them. Yeah, you, you weren't wanting to see them fail. Exactly. You were wanting to see yourself. You, well, it's just, I never it's wanted me feeling. to be the weakest link. And it's just that feeling when you you know something comes up and you know the answer, but you don't even feel the need to say it because you yeah. know that you know the answer. Yeah. 
So it's not like you're trying to prove yourself to the class. You're not no. trying to look like you're smart. Yeah. But you you feel that comfort in you. Where you're like, I don't need to feel smart, but I know that I know that. And what's shitty is that people still thought that I was I was sucking up or I was trying to be I was trying to shit on them. And it's like I wasn't though. You shot on yourself. Yeah, you screwed. And I just cleaned myself. Mm-hmm. And and it, it was it was shitty, but what I I didn't Honestly, didn't give a shit. It was no fucking sweat off my back. I'm never going to feel bad because I knew information that you didn't know. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm not. And no. and I also, I never feel shitty if I lack information. I have to go look at anyone to ask them for the yeah. information I lack. Because I just, I don't feel bad. If I don't have the information, I trust that you have it. Yeah. Like, I don't trust everybody that to have it. But, like, I know that if you are going to tell me something, that it's real information. Yeah. I have no problem going to a specialist or a PFC or, yeah. or any, anybody for something that I don't know about, or it's, it's not really even for me to know about because it's more their lane than it is mine. I have no problem. No. I, d- I cannot know everything, period. And that's why I, I was about to say, I haven't done that in a long time where I had to go to a specialist or a PFC. But yeah. then there was a one fire mission I was on and we were doing something and we were dealing with railroads. And I was like, shit, I don't know the laws related to this. And I don't know like what we can do related to this railroad. Yeah. And then I realized that this pe- this private we had, he worked for uh, the railroad company. Yeah. And so I went up to him, and here he's a little E2. I was like, hey, tell me about this. Like, walk with me. Tell me about yeah. this. And he fucking knew it all. And then, like, after we finished, I was like, appreciate it. Thank you very much. And that's a commendable, like, trait to have yeah. as a leader is to, to recognize the experiences of another of a subordinate mm-hmm. and know that, like, just because you're a fucking NCO and doesn't I mean, he mean was you know squared, everything. He was squared away as shit. Yeah. He, he, I got him up to five quick. Like, he got fucking yeah. fast booted to five because he was confident good and that's the kind of person yeah. you fucking want to be but uh, we've been going long we've, we've been, been going, going strong long. i don't think we we uh rate the uh vodka you don't want to rate rate it i don't know it's just it's you said it was a it wasn't the high end i just got what well just because it's high end doesn't mean it's not good i, we, I mean it's not bad we can rate it and yeah, we can rate it um so we got a we got a vodka soda here svedka mm-hmm. with some uh Pinot, Pinot Grigio? Pinot? How did it fucking... Pellegrino. Pellegrino. Pinot Grigio. That's a fucking wine. Jesus, I'm fucking... <laughs> hey, FYI, we're at like fucking 4,000 feet compared to what we're normally at, like 600 feet. So it's like, the bubbles it's like are hitting us. It's like 813 where we usually record it. Yeah, so we're at, we're over 3,000 feet higher than <laughs> we normally are. So these couple of drinks... Like, I can feel it already. That's hitting me a lot harder than it normally does. Um, but... I mean, I would say for uh, how much you spend on the bottle? Uh, thirty bucks. Thirty bucks, and it's the big one. Yeah, no, it was so it was like dope. thirty thirty three. So I would say, uh, by way of vodka sodas, because I mean Tito's is a really good. Tito's is good. Cheap vodka. It's really hard to compare it to compete with it at the price, but I mean, so really, it's it's not harsh. It doesn't hurt. No. Mixed with the fucking uh, the seltzer. And a little bit of lime or lemon, it's a good drink. I mean, I think it tastes good. It's really smooth. It's not overpowering. It's not strong. By way of uh, vodka sodas, I would give it a fucking. I would, honestly, I'd give it like a four point one. I would give it a four. I mean, this is a good like yeah. summer drink. Like you're sitting out. Dude, it's super refreshing. I only thing I would th- I would say do differently is get a flavored kind of seltzer. Mm-hmm. So like lemon or lime or uh, what I used to do. Well, when the seltzer like, is lemon. It has lemon zest. But usually it. I get the full lemon Pellegrino, which would have been yeah, better with this. Way better. Yeah, that's what I would when I was when I'm like dieting, but I still want to like drink. I'll mm-hmm. get a. Uh, well, tomorrow the, when we're heading uh, back to cut some trees down, 
we'll stop at and uh, at the store and get some real Pellegrino. So after we're done, we can have some real. No, what I do is I'd take Pell- Pellegrino or like Arrowhead mm-hmm. sparkling water with the lemon or lime in it, and I'd I'd mix both of them into the vodka drink, and then put a lemon and lime wedge into it. Super good. It's yeah. pretty diet friendly considering. Yeah, uh, no vodka. Alcohol. I mean, vodka is clear. But it's not. Doesn't have sugar. It's. Yeah. So I say four point one. You say four point zero. Yeah. It's not bad. I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy. I'm probably gonna have another one tonight. No. One. One. Two. Three. Yeah. Four. I don't know. We'll we're see gonna have a good night. See where the night takes us. We have no internet we're up in here. The, we're in the woods, bro. We have no internet. Well, my computer still co- hooks up, so we're good. <laughs> oh, okay. My parents didn't fucking call me back. Fuck them. <laughs> Fucking ass. I could be, we, you could be molesting me right now and they don't give a fucking shit about us. Why'd you have to say what I was doing right now? Um, you know, anyways. It's a little two finger jerk. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> thanks for joining us tonight, folks. Uh, I am Mr. Yummy. And I am Mr. Early ETS. We'll see you next time. We are out.